Welcome to the Random Tea Stranger Things podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Janya. And today we're talking about season one, episode seven, The Bathtub. I love this. It just keeps getting good. <laughs> Everyone, I'm like, oh, oh, I love this episode because of this. It's great. Well, there's no plot line B, really. Yeah. It's all once. There's no filler episode. It's, it's so like great. That. It's very, con- it's concentrated. It's great. Um, it's and really good. I, I, my children continue to be good. I did not realize that we got to the bathtub this soon, but there's only eight episodes. Yeah, I was going to so say soon. This is, is episode soon? seven of 11. Or seven of eight? Seven of eleven. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. I'm tired and punchy. It's fine. But yeah. Um, Borg. You are Borg. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I love this. Yeah, this things, is way things fun. Things really start moving. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was um, so satisfying to have all our pro tags come together. Yeah, uh, the kids, uh, and then Hopper, and uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and and then Nancy's group, and then in that scene so when great. when they're finally all together, um, <laughs> I was thinking about how it's uh, tropey. Yeah, to have the uh, explain your shit scene. You have the group of good guys. Up against the singular bad guy. Right. Um, it's tropey. We see it in it. Yes. Because uh, you see it in... Uh, so many the horror. The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, you've got the Fellowship versus the... The, the 100% always evil Sauron. Because yeah. the, the bad guy is always alone. Yeah. And the good guy has his friends and they lean on for strength and love. And, and friendship. friendship. <laughs> <laughs> so... A- Fellowship, if you will. I was going to make it if I didn't, you were. Yeah, it's true. Um, so there. So yeah, this is great. Yeah, uh, it was a really good episode. Do you want to just get right into it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so this was directed by the Duffer Brothers. Dun, dun, dun. And it was written by uh, Justin Doble, who has done stuff like um, uh, Fringe, uh, Almost Human, a couple other credits, but just a few episodes here and there. Okay. Um, so again, I got the impression that this is kind of a newish writer and I'm really kind of excited that but it was really, they've got this on their resume. But it was really good writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the story was advanced yeah. really well and quickly. Yeah. Pretty cohesive. Yeah. So It kind of amps you up for, oh my God, next is the last episode. Yeah. So yeah. this is our penultimate. Yeah, this is our penultimate episode. Mm. <laughs> so I yeah. I want it to be over. Oh, wait, it won't be over. It's okay. Uh, just a, a quick reminder. This is episode seven. Uh, episode eight is the final episode of season one. We will be taking uh, any preview for season two that we will be doing at the end of the season uh, season one episode eight episode eight podcast. Um, because it's going to be a long cast. Yeah, we just don't have time to record a, a separate a, an in between episode. Uh, we've got Zombieland coming up. We've got to get recorded. We've got uh, Thor and Loki. We've got to get recorded for the character study. Um, so. We're just going to tack it on to the end there. So anything you guys want to predict for the next season, throw it out there. We're get doing, it in. We're doing the Harry Potter sorting in that episode as well. Yeah. So I just want to get that out there. Yeah. Um. So we start out and uh, Mike is cleaning up Eleven because she slept in the woods and mm-hmm. looks like a hobo child. Um. 
And she uh, kind of like, she makes this gesture. And I, I really like this because Mike's like, no, you're still pretty without your wig. She doesn't say a whole lot, but he kind of hones in on the insecurity. Um, because they, they hammered home, the wig makes you look normal. Yeah. And so um, I like that it was like, no, you're okay. Well, I mean, admittedly, she does have a shaved head where everybody else has hair. Right. So. And so even the boys. Yeah. Um, they don't have short hair. And so um, he's like, oh, I'm glad you're home. And she's like, yeah. And they're going to do this weird, like, awkward preteen kiss. And then, of course, Dustin fucks it up. And I was like, I love Dustin so much. Um, and he's like, Lucas is in trouble. And so Lucas is uh, riding like a bat out of hell, trying to get them on the walkie-talkie. It's kind of staticky, and it's coming in and out. And he basically tells them that the bad men are coming, the men from the energy department. And so um, this is when uh, they look outside, and they see the uh, the van parked out. And Mike runs upstairs and wants to know from his mom, have you, ha do you have anybody coming to do repairs? And she's like, gosh, Mike, you're so rude. And then she finally confirms, no, she doesn't. And he's like, okay, okay tell people I've left the country. And she's like, what? And he's like, okay, bye. <laughs> and I love it because Dustin it comes beautiful. in and Dustin's like, we have to go now. Right now. And I love it. And Karen's like, what just happened? But yeah, it was great. Um, so this is when we see the more energy company again, very tropey vans show up. Uh, I'm sure, I saw this in an episode of Leverage. Oh yeah, this <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and you this know is, I'm right. Uh, that's true. And this is when um, I mean they might as well put on the van, not a surveillance van. Um, and so this there, is that's when what UPS trucks are. You know that exactly. Right? A, a line of vans pull up, and and Dustin. Um, this is when Dustin's like, we have to leave right now. And so they, they go out the back and they're, they're getting their bikes away. And as soon as Eleven hops on Mike's bike, she looks over and she sees Dr. Brenner. Oh no. And they, they ride off. And of course the, the caravan of vans go to chase them. <laughs> and they're, uh, the whole thing, they're, they're radioing, uh, with Lucas and they're going to meet. And, um, this is when the van's kind of close and it's all very exciting. Like the recap doesn't do it justice. Cause it was all like, Oh my God, are they going to get, cause you really genuinely don't know. Like, are they going to get caught? You don't fucking know. So this scene is very reminiscent of ET. Mm. Just need to point that so out. So much. Yeah. Even with her, the quote unquote alien foreign child sitting on the, on the bike on the yeah. handlebars. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, I thought she, no, she was sitting behind him. Was she? I think she was sitting behind. Him. Okay. Um, it was Yeah, because great. remember there's the little foot anchors oh, on the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She does sit behind wheel. him. I guess I was wishful thinking it. Yeah. Still, I mean, it's very It's very E.T. E yeah. it's, it's the man and versus the kids. And, um, and it's the bike chase through town. So Exactly. And so the vans are chasing the kids. And uh, this is when um, Eleven just casually flips a van. And As she you do. Uh, it crashes like right in front of all the other vans and it actually blocks their way and lets them get away. Of course. And does. her nose starts bleeding, but all the time you're like, oh my God, that was amazing. That wasn't one. Yeah. And so they ride off. Why can't my friends do that? I, I mean, I would try. I oh, know. I would get a nosebleed trying to be telekinetic for you. Try harder. Okay. <laughs> no, that just I just pulled something. Constipated. <laughs> How do you know that's not what telekinesis is? 
I mean, you don't do Well, you. because I've experienced one. <laughs> you don't know that that is not. Okay. Um, so they go to this junkyard, and I like this because they've actually shown them there before. Yes, they have. It didn't feel like some rando place that the kids went to. Like, they've been well, here before. true, and that leads into a later episode. A yeah. later episode, later scene. And um, so this is when, oh my God, I love Lucas so much. He apologizes. He's like, I'm really sorry. I was Man, wrong. these are some mature kids. Because even Eleven's like, no, I was wrong. I lied. And friends, friends don't, don't lie. lie. And I was like, she's oh a woman of few words. I love her so much. And they all apologize. It's mayhem. Yep. <laughs> I thought Mike and Lucas were going to hug. I was hoping they would hug. But I they wanted did the, the hug. They did the like, we're manly and we're well, going to shake they, hands. They did. The, Mike holds his hand out and there's that hesitant and Lucas looks at his hand and he looks at Mike. And he looks at the hand. I was like, he's going to go for the hug. I was like, just go for the hug, buddy. But they didn't. Mm. It's okay. It might have been a little creepy, but. But yeah. Um, so this is when we go to Hopper and Joyce. <laughs> oh, got, yeah. They're going to the station. They're going to the station because Jonathan did a dumb and she's like, what the hell were you thinking? And um, this is when she's like, take off the handcuffs. And uh, Carla Lenny, I can't remember which one, is like, no, I can't. And Hopper's like, take off the damn handcuffs. <laughs> it's great. And he's like, um, but poli- but chief, there's, there's something you got to see. And he shows him like all the shit in Jonathan's trunk. Mostly it's that bear trap. It's the fucking bear trap and like the random bottle of gasoline. Like, know. what did you need that for, you kids? Never know. And so, um, this is when Hopper goes to Jonathan and he's like, the fuck? And Jonathan's like, you wouldn't believe me. And he's like, how about you try, try me? me? And very classic, th- very true. There must have been something in something that Jonathan was like, okay. Cause Hopper, well, and Hopper does pull him into a private space. Well, it was. I think Jonathan believed that Joyce would believe him if nothing else. Yeah, and because, Joyce came in with Hopper. Well, and because Nancy saw what Joyce saw. Yes, yes. So he knew his mom would believe him. And, and he since knows they were all kind of, yeah. there in the office together, then. Yeah. Um. So uh, we go to Karen, though. And bless her heart. She just figures Karen. out that Mike is gone. Hmm. Hmm. That's when she gets really confused because she finds the fort that they've had 11 in. And I'm like, lady, your washing machine is down there. Have you not had to do laundry in a couple days? If you haven't, well, who are you? It's possible she's seen the fort down there. I mean, and not really. I mean, come on. We have yeah. friends who put forts up in their living room. It's fine. It's no that's big deal. That's true. Um, I'm not mad. I'm just jealous. Um, I know, right? I just don't want to clean it up. It's... She seems to be more, I mean, she's Concerned. tried, she's tried to not be a helicopter parent, you she's, know, she's trying Karen to has tried off, really hard. But at this point, she's very concerned for the well-being of her child and has, I don't want to say right, but has. And now he's disappeared. Every reason. He's not in the house. And he's just disappeared. Yeah. And this is her, and with Will's disappeared and Barb's disappeared, she has every reason to to investigate yeah. this space. Yeah. Because she finds uh, the blonde hair, the wig hair, which I really hope she recognized that was synthetic hair. I hope so, too, because it didn't look real. No. it it's it, it, She's got to know. It's like Barbie hair. It's not like it was a single strand. No, it was like a Lannister clump. Lannister hair. <laughs> it was a clump from a... Cheap it's wig. clearly synthetic, yeah, because that's not an expensive wig. No. I mean, we've seen some nice wigs. Yeah, we have. 
Um, so this is when, uh, they get a knock on the door and I will say like, this is the first time after we find out that Nancy says that her dad's older, that he really looks older and acts older because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're doing the banging on the door and he's like, oh, I'm coming. Yeah. Okay. He looks, <laughs> and when he answers it next to Karen, he does, he looks a lot older than her. Uh, well, what we're also noticing. So, yeah. And so of course it's, it's the bad people and it's that fucking blonde lady who works for so many different organizations and has a badge and shit. So many. Um, and so basically they're searching for the kids and they find, uh, the hospital gown from 11. So they know they're, they know they're on the right track. Um, and so, um, this, this woman, Connie shows, uh, Karen and Ted, this picture of 11 and they start to, they give them just enough to concern them. Um, sure, scare them. There's this runaway girl and da 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 da, and um, this is when uh, they they start demanding answers and basically they're like, can't tell you, sorry, and um, but they do let the parents know that like your child is in danger, mm-hmm. and we want to help. We just want to help, and um, but they need they need you know the parents trust, and um, and Karen says that she'll trust him. And he's like, where do you know where they would have gone? And um, so we go to the boys and Lucas is filling them in on what he found out, which is how the lab set up because they, you know, they're still on the on the track of that's got to be where the gate is. Yeah. And so um, this is when they well, start is, figuring. Is, is this where Lucas draws the. Yes. OK, so. My understanding of this is that Lucas rode his bike all the way around the perimeter of this building and that that compass yeah. stayed steady. So it's not a logic toward leap. it. No, it's not. It's okay. it's actually like, it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> and I love it because it holds up when they explain it to the adults later. Right? So. But they figure that yeah. this place is a front and it's making weapons and no. 11 is such a weapon. <gasps> yeah, because they all kind of look. Yeah. And Mike's like, I love you. Um, so this is when, of course, they hear a helicopter and they're like, oh, shit. Which, again, smart-ass kids. I don't know that I would have been that quick to react as a as a young one. I think you would have. You think? I think you would I think you've got it in you. Oh, thank you. To be naughty. <laughs> so they stow their bikes and they run into the conveniently located school bus. But again, that school bus was there like three episodes ago when they were in the junkyard. Right. So I was, I was really Very proud consistent. of the continuity. Yeah, I mean, this it, it the familiar feeling makes it feel like the small town it's supposed to be. It, and it doesn't just feel like a convenience. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so this is when we go to Jonathan, and Jonathan's like, okay, here's the monster. And I loved it because Hopper immediately is like, okay, so you think it, you think it senses blood? Yeah, he and goes the, straight to the facts. And they're like, well, no, but we think it's a theory. It's a theory. And I like that because Nancy's included. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the it fact. It's her theory. Yeah, I love the fact that they're not being. Condescending. Condescended to. It's so yeah. nice because mm-hmm. you, you get that a lot. It's very tropey to be like, sure, kid, whatever. It's a monster. And it turns out, of course, it's a monster. Um, so this is when uh, Jonathan goes into the hallway to talk to his mom. And Joyce is pissed. She's not pissed. She's upset, scared. Yeah, of course she, she is because she yeah. she genuinely thinks that just like he does that there's something out there, and, and she's already lost one son exactly. And so she angry hugs him, um, which 
as even a puppy parent, I feel, I know that feel because Merlin's gotten out a couple times mm. and it's that whole, oh my God, don't you ever do that again. And then it's like hug them, but also oh, yeah. like you want to throttle them. Oh yeah. Yes. But yeah. Um, so, and, and again, like Winona Ryder's killing this. Yes, she is. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Hopper hears some shouting in the squad room and he's like, I don't fucking need this right now. No. And this is when Troy's mother, who, can we be real? If this was modern day, she would have the may I speak to a manager haircut. She has the 1980s equivalent of can I speak to a manager? Can I speak to the manager haircut? That's true. Um, and so she's like, oh, he, this girl broke Troy's arm and da da da. And Hopper's like, I love that he motions to his people and he's like, make her statement and make her go. Get her out. Get her out of here. Yeah. Well, this is not something Harper can really deal with right now. Right. And uh, as soon as he hears this girl with a shaved head, and he's like, what now? Um, Excuse me? And, um, you know, she did it with her mind. And, like, and he, like, grudgingly is like, she broke my arm. She pissed myself. And um, we find out that, like, she hangs out with these losers. And it's... Okay, so losers... Is straight from it. Yep, the Losers Club. The Losers Club. Yep. Again, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So, Troy, uh, run along before we make you piss yourself again. Yeah. You terrible, terrible bully. Yeah. And, I, and, it, and even the bully that has convinced his own parents that he's an angel child is a trope, too. True. Um, so, that was kind of... And I was like, okay, yeah, Troy's mom's a bitch. Shocker. Um, so... And this episode moves at a pretty good pace. It really does. Um, it was one of those where I was like, oh, wait, I'm done already? Yeah. This is crazy. So we go to a mini mart. And Tommy has brought Steve some aspirin and something to take it with. And he owes him a buck 20. I'm like a dollar 20. Jesus Christ, for a, for, a can, for a thing of aspirin and a Coke. I remember when you could get a gallon of gas, a candy bar. And a soda for five bucks. Jesus. I thought it was good when I could fill my tank up for less than ten bucks. But yeah, if you had five dollars, yeah. that was a candy bar, a soda, and a gallon of gas. There you go. So yeah. And that was good to go for a while. So um, so Tommy and Carol start being terrible. When I was your age. I'm sorry, yes. They're, yeah. they're being... Tommy and Carol. But finally, like, Steve finally calls them out on being shitheads. I know. I was so proud of him for, f- I mean, it took, it, it took him too long, but peer pressure at that age is yeah. terrible. And he was finally, like, quippy and a shithead. And, um, Tommy gets aggressive with him and he says, I never should have let you do what you did. And he's like, you weren't stopping me. That so again, we get com- we get confirmation that Tommy was the one that did the spray painting. Yeah, not Steve. Steve did Just, go along with but it, but Steve didn't stop him from doing it. Right but now, he regrets it, and he's like, "You only care about yourself." Nancy actually cares about other people. So I mean, that's some character development for Steve. Yeah, it's a redemption for him, and to call out his asshole friends like that. Yeah, finally. I mean, it, yeah, it, a little it late, but it did happen. Yeah. Um, and so I love he, him. I mean, I, I know you do, boo. And so, um, he, uh, Tommy's going to fight with him, but he's like, you know what? You couldn't take Jonathan Byers and you can't take me. And so Steve drives off cause it's, his I don't car. know that Steve's heart was in that fight though. I don't think it was either. I think he wants to find Nancy and make amends personally. 
Um, so before we continue, I did want to remind people that they can send us the feedbacks. Yes, like you can. talked about, we've got a hell of a season, uh, or episode eight wrap up. Yeah, we do. Sorting the whole shebang cast. We're going to have to pace ourselves. Um, they can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. On Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. And Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. And if you don't want to remember any of that, go to randomtpodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom there's links to all that goodness. Yeah, while you're on our website, check out our other podcasts. Uh, we've got a bunch out there. We've got a lot of stuff coming up, um, because tis the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, today is, you know, Halloween Halloween the third. Halloween the third. Um, but mostly I want to bring your attention to Unofficial Natural Fan and Fragrances, our sponsor. Absolutely. Uh, you guys, the Stranger Things sprays are back out. Um, they, they promoted these last year. They've got a They're limit. so good. They, but they're limited. They're on clearance, but they're very limited. They only have a handful. They have less than a handful. Yeah. Uh, each. They're at a really great price. Uh, so go grab those while you can. Absolutely. Um, use our code, RandomTPodcast. Uh, there's no S on that. You can get 10% off $5 or more. And also, the 2017 Halloween Limited Edition is Pennywise. Um, <laughs> it's got a it's got a custom label and everything. It's great. It's great. Mm. So uh, you guys don't want to miss this. Uh, get them while you can. Get them for Christmas presents. They're awesome. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, no, 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 no. Continue on. Continue on. It's great. So, I'm just really happy that at least two of our groups are together now. So, we've got... Well, we're seeing the storylines come together. Yes. Which yes. is really awesome. Um, and I will say, like, it felt organic that they didn't talk until now. It yeah, didn't it feel really like did they because were, it's parents and the kids. And it didn't feel like they were being artificial. And it's different... Age groups within the kids, even. That's true. It didn't That's feel true. like they were being artificially kept apart. No, this is the social hierarchy. Yeah. So this was really nice. Um, and so they, uh, Hopper drives, uh, the rest of them to the Wheeler's house, but of course they see that there's all these vans and agents and shits going down. And so, um, they're also taking a bunch of Mike's stuff, which did you notice they took the D and D game? Mm-hmm. I was pretty fucking mad about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money right there. I'm just going to say. And so Nancy immediately wants to go home and God love her. Nancy. Well, it's her parents too. Nancy's a sweet, brave darling. Yes, she is. Um, to emphasize what Steve said, she cares about people and Hopper won't let her go. He's like, no, do you think that, that this is going to go well for you? They're going to just keep you too. And he's like, they're looking for Mike. And she's like, these helicopters, what? They're for my brother? Yeah. Cause like, it's her twerpy little brother. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, this is when Joyce asks Nancy if there's somewhere they would have gone. And Jonathan's like, I might know how to find out. Uh, so, I mean, cause back when Brenner was asking Karen if there was somewhere she thought they might go, I mean, there was that junkyard that mm-hmm. we've seen in the past. When you saw that scene, when he asks her, asked Karen, where do you think they would have gone? Where yeah. did you, of course, it's the junkyard. She's going to have named the junkyard. Yeah. And the fact that Nancy didn't immediately think of that. Yeah. Because she's been ignoring her little brother yeah. for a while. And it's, she even mentions it a little bit later. She's like, we don't talk. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell she feels guilty about that. Yeah. But like, well, when you're kids little, grow up. Well, when you're little, 
Yeah. You know? You're tighter you than have when... Each, well, you, and you have each other. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. But then you get older and you have friends and you... And the older interests. you get, the more dramatic even a couple years can be. Yeah. Especially, like you said, in to the social a, hierarchy. To a certain point, but then it starts to... Taper off when taper you get back off. older. And it becomes less important. Um, so they drive to, uh, Will's house. I'm not Will's house. Um, the missing boy. It is Will's house. Um, I didn't mess them up at one point and then I thought I did. (laughs) Um, and so they start trying to call Mike on Will's walkie talkie, which I was kind of to the point where I was like, they made a point of saying Lucas wasn't within range. So why does Will have a walkie, but Dustin doesn't. And then I was like, don't think about it too hard. Dustin may be even further out than Will? Question mark, question mark? Don't know. Um, so Mike is, immediately the kids are suspicious, and I was really proud of them for being what, suspicious. What was, it, what, did, what was it they called it? They said it's, it's... They used the, it's a trap. Yeah, but they referenced... Lando. Lando, Lando to, to tie the yeah. Star Wars back in. And I love it because Dustin's just kept going like, it's like Lando. It's just like Lando. Oh, Dustin is a broken record. <laughs> I love him so much. I am Dustin. Dustin has a breaking point. I love him so much. And so um, this is when Hopper starts to try to talk to them. Because he's like, son. He's because, you know, they've just heard Nancy and they're like, oh, Nancy could be working with, you know. With the bad guys. And so Hopper comes in and, and he's like, I can protect you guys. And they finally answer and say, oh, okay, we're here. And so uh, we see really briefly, and I'm so glad this scene exists. For consistency, if nothing Because else. Steve goes to the theater and he's going to help clear up some of the graffiti. Well, and the, okay, so the guy up on the ladder is like, weren't you one of the kids that did this? And Steve's like, look. I just want to help. I just want to help. And, and they, I was like. Oh my god! Yeah, begrudgingly he he lets Steve get up there, but yeah, it was great. I was really proud of Steve. Um, and so, uh, although I'm still trying to figure out how just a damp cloth was going to get that. Yeah, I'm there not was sure no how that worked. There was no scrub. Yeah, nothing. like I don't know how that was yeah, going to work. Whatever. Who knows? Um, knowing Tommy, it's some bullshit, cheap ass, not really spray paint. Spray paint. Good point. It's probably like road paint. Um, and so this is when, um, he probably stole it. Uh, we see, uh, Ted and Karen get effectively locked into their house and, um, you know, and, and Ted is fully on the established adult bandwagon of it's the government. Of course we can trust them. Oh my God. And Karen is worried about Nancy cause she hasn't showed up. And, um, <laughs> Ted perpetually being clueless uh, once again is like, no, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be palling around together like it's no, her brother. No, I'm like Ted. You're 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 an ignorant slut, and I hate you. Um, and so this is when we finally see them go to the the, the bad guys go to the junkyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the kids are hiding in the bus, but they they notice that the bikes have been hidden. Um. And who saves Those the day? Those could have been anybody's bikes, I just want to say. Yeah, but what kid leaves their prized possession? Good point. Um, which is kind of what it was Hopper used in the first episode. Um, Hopper saves the day. Of course he, he does. He knocks the guys out. And yeah, he's like, he did. Come with me if you want to live. That's not. Which is a little too late. That was what, like 89 or 87 or something mm. like that? It was too late. But anyway, I was like, yeah. Um, and so he's like, let's go, boys. And so um, they take him to Joyce's house, and I do like the fact that Hopper went to get the boys and left Jonathan and Nancy well, it and left Joyce room in the car. Yeah, yeah, um, was my thought not the so much not the so much protecting 
the the women and children yeah as much as it was leaving room in the car for the boys yeah plus hopper driving around plausible deniability true i mean he didn't have this whole caravan of weird people that shouldn't be together and the kids could duck down and yeah whatever and so uh this is when um you know the the boys come back and nancy does have a hug with mike and admits that she was worried mike is very confused and mike's like what's going on um, and so she's like, is that my dress? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Also yeah. burn that dress. That is a terrible dress. I still continually feel bad for Eleven being subjected to that dress. But it looks so cute on her. I mean, it's cute, but it's also terrible. It seems so constrictive. It seems I know I very, would hate that dress. Um, yeah, I get that. But, uh, it's because you're from today's world. Yeah. But the dress also, to me, looked very... It looked like a dress you'd put on a two-year-old. Yeah. It was very cutesy, infantile type. I mean, and it was that... the the I think there's a word for that scrunching on the, the top there. It's a yeah. particular kind of Rushing stitch. or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it looked very almost baby doll. Yeah. Light. It looked like something you would put on a on a baby doll. On a baby doll, yeah. yeah. And I think that was intentional. Oh, I think it was too. I, I think just they were trying I to keep make wanting her to put look her in nice clothes. Little, but she's the quote unquote monster, but she's yeah, so. She's so scary. They were trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. And and fetch is not going to happen. Fetch is not going to happen. No. Um and so this is when I love it because you get the kids lecturing the adults. And even the pseudo baby adults, because Mike's explaining about the flea and the acrobat, and they're just like sitting across the you couch from him, being like, you "Okay, that seems legit." Say lecture. Well, like fill That's them a in strong on strong word. Yeah, but he's filling them in on what they yeah, found out. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love lecture. Just sounds too strong of a word. But it sounds like it's crazy. And I love that Hopper and Joyce... They and do seem a little exasperated. The teens are like, okay? But also they're not completely dismissing it like it, this is dumb stuff. But they have scientific evidence yes. of what they're talking about. Yes. And I love it when they... As soon as they start talking about the gate, Hopper's like... Or they ask about it. Hopper's like, it's underground, and Eleven confirms that. Because mm-hmm. Hopper's seen it. Yeah, he's he been in came there. He was there. real close to it. Yep. And so, um, this is when, uh, you know, they, they try to find out if Eleven can contact the Upside Down. And so she tries, and we get some light flickering. She tries with the radio trick that we've seen her do before, but she can't find Will or Barb. Because, of course, Nancy's still concerned about her friend Barb. Of course she is. Um, and she, you can tell Eleven is so disappointed in herself that she and mad at herself that she couldn't do this she goes to the bathroom she she uh splashes water on her face but this is when she sees the bathtub and we go back to the living room where the boys are explaining like she's tired she's like a battery and well any human would be exactly because because they make a point of saying like she uses a tremendous amount of energy when she uses her powers and she flipped the fucking van for us. It was pretty awesome. It was awesome. And I love that Dustin's like, it was amazing. Um, and so he's like, we just have to wait. And so Eleven's like, I got an idea. Bathtub. And you're like, okay, baby. Maybe you can use more than a couple words. 
kind of explain a little bit. She doesn't, she hasn't learned how to communicate though. She really hasn't. And so this is when MVP, Mr. Clark, who has a girlfriend. Who's still alive. Who is still alive and I love him. BT dubs. I was very excited about that. Dustin calls him. It's like 10 o'clock on a Saturday night and he wants to know about sensory deprivation tanks and Mr. Clark's like, um, he so can we maybe talk about this at school? And Dustin's like, no, you told the us curiosity to, cat. to never, to never close a curiosity door. The door, the door. And it's amazing. And I love it. And finally, Mr. Cox's like, okay. And he tells them all about the tanks and Dustin's writing it down. Uh huh. And uh-huh. so they need all this salt. So notice it's Dustin that is the conduit. Yes. To Mr. Clark. I love it so much. Dustin oh. is so sweet. It's the Caitlin. Oh, I'll Dustin's, call him. Dustin's the Caitlin. I'll call him. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin's the Caitlin. Um, and so he hangs up and so Dustin's like, we need a shit ton of salt. So they go to the middle school because they've got de-icing salt. So as Southerners. Yes. We don't know the concept of this. We were like, what the hell are they getting at the school? And it says de-icer all over the bags. And we're like, oh. I like that they explain it to people like us, though, that are like, what? What you think it's going to snow next week? Yeah, and we're like, oh yeah, that's that's a thing that happens. We don't have that here, by the way. Even when it's ice, isn't we use sand, which is ineffectual, but also does not melt if it's not used. Yeah, we just don't get. We're not equipped for that shit. (laughs) It snows. We just stay home. It's fine. I am fine with that system. Um, I'm like, I want a day off work. Uh (laughs) Snow day, snow day, and so um. This is when, uh, you know, they, they're, they're getting their plan. And, um, Hopper tells Jonathan to stay away from the monster and promises that he's going to find Will. Well, but okay. Because <clears throat> Jonathan's like, doesn't seem content to just do this Sit plan. And do nothing. Yeah. Um, but I, I get that Hopper. Because Jonathan. Hopper's got nothing to lose. Yeah. Hopper's got nothing to lose and he cares about Joyce and yep. he doesn't want to see Joyce lose another son. Yeah. It's yeah. legit. And Hopper has the whole, he's lost a child and doesn't want to put anybody through that again. True. Um, and so they, they get this swimming pool. It's and they, so cute. They put it in the gym and it's amazing because they, we've got hoses and they're going to fill it up and they're going for a specific temperature, a specific, um, it's very sciencey solenization level. And I love that Mr. Clark is basically the internet for them. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I don't know how this works. So they just call Mr. Clark and he knows about like, well, now the salinization level. Cause you know, he had to explain it in terms of, well, now an egg, how should many parts float. per gallon? Yeah. And an egg should float. It shouldn't sink to the bottom. Cause Dustin, you see Dustin using mm-hmm. that as a gauge to see the salinization. I, I love it so much. Cause it's so well, stupid Lucas with the th- thermostat. Yeah. And he's okay. Too however, hot. okay. But the temperature would not have changed quite so quickly. I wouldn't think so. Oh, no. Yeah, but it's it's awesome. And um so this is when uh we see uh Nancy talking to Mike and it feels super awkward, but it also feels like a good brother sister thing. Oh yeah, this they went and go get the And um, she's like what the like, hoses, yeah. She basically is like what does she even eat? And he's like she likes Legos a l- or at Legos. Legos? She likes Egos a lot. Like a lot. And so um they uh Nancy's like okay. You know, we used to tell each other everything, and we should do that again. And Mike's like, yes, yes, we should. Do you like Jonathan now? And she's like, 
no, it's not like that. And I bought it. I don't think she thinks it's like that. No, I don't think she does. But she's like, all right, do you like 11? He's like, no, girls are gross. He lied. Yeah, he, he did. fucking lied. So they're going to keep not telling each other things, right? Yeah. Okay, that's my prediction. I mean, let's be real. He's about to go through puberty. And she's... He, like, they don't yeah, want to share everything. Very prepubescent at this they point, don't want to so. share everything. It's just, that would be gross. Um, so we go to, uh, we go to the lab and I loved this so much because Joyce is one of those consummate moms and she she's is everybody's mom. She is. And she would adopt she's 11 taping these goggles up and she's like, okay, we're going to make sure it's so you can't see anything. But she's like, you're very brave. And I thank you for what you're trying to do for my son. And she's like, I'm going to be right there with you. And she's like, you let me know if it gets too scary. And, and I'm, I'll be I'll right you there. Right out. You're, you're right here. Which yeah. is such a contrast to Brenner. Who's like, I don't know. Fucking, I don't care. Well, and go, co- go contact the big creepy thing with your brain to have an adult talk to her like this not just another kid and and she's down at her level she's not talking down to her she's sitting down next to her and reaching out to her it's really sweet motherly to her and that's how moms act yep i mean yeah i am speaking from experience um, yeah mom yeah (laughs) yeah it's true yeah um so I, t- I totally get that. Yeah. In this scene. I, I, mean, I, I really I, I liked it. I felt it, and you could feel it. And I was like, oh my God, scene. Eleven needs that kind of thing so much. But then, compare, contrast, Karen. Yeah. Karen, you, I could just as easily believe Karen sitting there having the same talk with her. Yeah, if she was in the either, situation, yeah. I, I think could see so. either Joyce or Karen going, I'm going to adopt this child. Yes, you are my child You're now. You're mine now. Yeah. Um, so this is when, uh, you know, we, we get the, the buoyancy and, and the egg tests and Eleven gets into the pool and of course we see the lights flicker and you're like, oh, shit's about to go down. And she goes to the upside down in her, in her mind. Which is basically a big giant dark room. Yes. Yes. Which is great for special effects. Um, and. And scaries. And scaries. And she does find Barb's body. Gone. 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 Oh man, that broke my gone. heart. She because she's gone with every bit of Eleven's body. She's and Barb feeling uh, it. and Barb. Nancy's upset to have her worst fears confirmed. Um, but you know, Joyce calms her down a little bit. She she tells her again. Again, she reminds her that she's there. She actually puts a hand on her. Yeah, she's touching her, reaching out. To and her. I was kind of expected. Expecting that to pull her out of it. Because it's supposed to be sensory deprivation. But it, she's able to stay in the upside down in her mind. And she says that Will is... I would have been... I think it would have been more believable if she had come out of it for a second. And then gone back. Yeah. Because she knew Joyce was there or yeah. something. Um, and know. so we find out that she says that Will is at Castle Byers. And um, she goes inside in her mind... She finds Will, and he's not doing well. No. He's cold. This is Sir not appearing in this film. I know. I was like, oh, my God, Will. And he's he's cold. He's curled up on this cot. He looks very sick. He very looks pale. very ill. And so he, he tells them to hurry, and um, they, they hear it over the radio, which, again, that was such a good plot device for them to introduce that uh-huh. anybody around Eleven is immediately given evidence that, oh, she's not just making that shit up. Yeah. They hear it for themselves. She's broadcasting it. 
And um, Joyce tells Eleven to tell Will to hold on. And then, of course, she does, the connection and- is broken. Everything just kind of fades away. Um, and so Eleven wakes up and, and Joyce hugs her and tells her how brave she is and what a good girl she is. And I was just like, Eleven needs loves. Um, so this, and I will say not only Joyce, but when, um, they kind of ground her, uh, right before she sees Will, it's Hopper too. Yeah. Hopper's reaching out with the other arm. Well, this is his little girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a dad just like Joyce is a mom. Yeah. So, um, it was just, just because your, your kid's not around anymore does not make you any less of a parent. Exactly. And so, um, they get her wrapped up in a blanket, but even then I was like, nah. I mean, I can see them not being like, Hey, let's take the girl's dress off. But also it felt kind of dumb to like, let's immerse her in her clothes. But I get why they didn't want to do that. But also this is not R rated. Yeah. Well, not and, even, not even, boys. not even that, but like she was in. Some kind of a swimsuit deal, but they, I know they didn't have that. Um, and so, uh, they, they get her bundled up with blankets and Hopper's like, all right, let's go. We're going to go. And, or I'm going to go. And Joyce is like, oh, if you think I'm not fucking going, you're, you're, you've got another thing coming. So he grudgingly lets her go. She begs Jonathan to stay with the, with the kids. And Jonathan's like, yeah, okay. And as soon as they drive off, he's like, hey, Nancy, you want to go not be here? Um, and Nancy's like, all right, we, we gotta so, but the thing arm is, ourselves. Nancy wants revenge. She's like, I want, now that she's got kill- confirmation that Barb has been killed by this thing. She wants revenge. She wants to kill, uh, the monster. Yeah. I was like, same Nancy. Well, and they've seen it. Yeah. Well, I guess Joyce has too. Yeah. But Nancy's, Nancy's been in its lair. <laughs> That's a little bit more intimate than, so, um, so she's like, okay. We got to get our shit back. And so they sneak into the station very easily. Yeah. Get their box of shit. Um, and this is when um, they're basically, they're like, we're going to go kill the monster. And you're yeah, like, oh, okay. Um, monster hunters. <laughs> Hopper drives to the edge of the, um, of the lab complex. And you could tell like, uh, Joyce is like, is this a good idea? And he's like, well, I did it once before. Hey, if it worked once. And he cuts in and they make it, what, like maybe three feet from the fence? Yeah. And, um, so we really, we get this really quick, um, scene of Jonathan and Nancy sneaking into the police department, getting their stuff. Nancy grabs a fire extinguisher. Um, Hopper makes it about four and a half feet into the compound before there's a bunch of security guards. Um, he tells Joyce, I'll do the talking. And you're uh-huh. like, okay, buddy. And then we, he's s- going to use his cop voice. He's going to use his cop voice, which is kind of like a mom voice, but not really. Um, and then our last shot is, uh, Will struggling in the upside down, trying, he's, and he's just repeating the lyrics to should I stay or should I go? Um, and he hears whatever it is, the Gormagon, the monster. The, yeah. Um, and he hears it walk around and then it bursts in and you're like, Oh my God, my baby will. So yeah. So Will's still alive. Got confirmation. Barely, but he's still alive. Barbara dead. No, she's not. She's alive. No. She's with Wash. Uh, that's right. She is. She's with Wash and. Mad-Eye Moody and Mad-Eye Hedwig Moody and, and, uh, Lupin and Tonks and Fred. That's Fred, right? Fred. 
Yeah. It wasn't George, though. It was not George. George, George was, was the, one the that, heir. Yeah. Okay. He was holy. Fred. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, that that's the end of our episode. And I was like, what? That felt like it was really quick. Lola, maybe don't drink all the water right now. But, Mommy, I'm thirsty. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Yep, that was it. We got one more episode. Oh, that's my gosh. My toes. Yeah. She... My just toes are now clean. She wanted to let you know she was right there. I'm so happy for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, here's some feedback. Okay. So, this is from Kim. She says, hello, ladies. Hey. So, <laughs> so, it's all coming together. The good guys are untied and circling their wagons. The human villains have shown their faces. Untied to- or united? Or it says U-N-T-I-E-D. Okay. Maybe they're untied. I don't know. Maybe they're united. <laughs> I don't know. They're good guys. Uh, the human villains have shown their faces to prey upon the trusting small town folk who believe their government would never hurt them. All I can say is Lucas came through big time this episode and joined the ranks of Hopper in terms of awesomeness. He was peddling for his life and he ran to save his friends, including Eleven, when he realized she was in danger too. Were not for Lucas, I doubt Mike, Dustin, and Eleven would have been able to get away before Matthew Modine knocked on Mike's door and used his authority to usher all three kids into his custody. Yeah. Hopper being team kids, no matter what, is why we love him so much. He knows he is standing on the flimsiest of limbs, but he's going to do whatever's right no matter what. His argument with Joyce was funny, but not in the ha-ha way. Yeah. I get that as Will's mom, she wants to go, but Harper was right. This might come down to a physical battle, and he is bigger and stronger and perhaps more important and equally sad as Harper clearly understanding what Joyce did not get at that moment. Yeah. Harper understood that if he didn't come back, it would be sad, but if Joyce didn't come back, Jonathan would be devastated, lost, and most likely moved to do something really stupid and reckless. And that's true. That does make sense, but also... That's her baby. Right. So she's yeah, I can't mean, I, not I, I, go. I see also, I totally see both sides. Yeah. He sees the the child still right here in front of you. Yeah. Which she seems to not see him. Well, and Jonathan's older and I think yeah. and again we've talked about how Jonathan is kind of more an adult yeah, and Will's than her he baby. should be. Well, exactly. Will's the baby. Yeah. Exactly. So Yeah. Uh she says, I can't believe the season is almost over. She says next week the big finale. Oh my gosh. Which yeah. Yeah. Unless you just like to binge things, which is fine. <laughs> We're okay with that. <laughs> so Gina's email email is subject Stranger Things themed bath bombs, <gasps> which if you find any, you should let this one know because bath bombs are a thing. These one. These one. <laughs> <laughs> I am not at all sorry for that. <sighs> I repeated it like a parrot. You so. did. <laughs> It's beautiful. This one is amused. Uh, so anyway, Gina says, I think the bathtub might be my favorite episode of Stranger Things in season one. We finally get everyone on the same page, and now they're all just running towards the same goal, saving Will and getting rid of the monster. The boys and Elle make an awesome escape from the government men. It was great. Elle throwing that van takes second place in her moments of awesome first place goes to breaking that asshole kid's arm yeah it does i like how the boys are finally able to patch things up and lucas realizes how awesome l is for saving them the scene with them trying to figure out what is going on when nancy contacts them is the best i like how lucas thinks nancy might sell them out to the government but not hopper yeah mike is just flabbergasted that nancy of all people is trying to help them (laughs) dustin is me thinking that they've just been set up for something horrible (laughs) It's it's like lando man it's lando man 
We do get some really sweet moments between Nancy and Mike. If you think about it, they really haven't shared that many scenes together, even though they live in the same house. Nancy is stunned that Mike has managed to hide another kid in the house and feed her for a week. And Mike is stunned that Nancy's been trying to find Will, too, and with Jonathan to boot. That exchange with Mike asking Nancy if she was going out with Jonathan and Nancy asking Mike who's going out with Elle was just too cute for words. I like, and it, Mike kind of wrote her off. He wrote her off as the girl teen sister who only cares about boys right now. And then he realized, oh, you got more going on. You're like a person. I know. So that was kind of cool. I like that. Uh, It'll be interesting to see their relationship dynamic in episode two. Oh, season two. Yeah. Uh, Joyce got to shine this episode. We've seen what a good mom she is with Will and Jonathan, and she is so sweet to Elle. Her little talk with Elle before she gets into the bath and talking to her while Elle's under show what sort of person she is. I hope we get to see more of this Joyce next season. Me too. Sadly, we find out what happened to Barb this episode, and it was not good. No, I blocked this out. Poor Elle crying when she saw her and Nancy tearing up upon finding out that her best friend is gone. We can see Nancy is now out of bucks and is going to go on a monster-killing mission. They found out Will is still alive and trying to hold out in his castle in the woods. It doesn't look good for him, though, at the end when the monster tears castle up. My sweet baby. Parting thoughts. Okay. I know most people list their favorite Dustin line as she's crazy. She's our friend and she's crazy. Yeah. But my favorite line happened during his call with Mr. Clark. Why are you keeping this curiosity door locked? I love it so much. I love that line so much. I have it on a charm necklace. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's. I had to find it in a Jeff and text it to you. Jeannie, I just want to, uh, Gina, Jeannie, Gina, I just want to say picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> I know. I kind of want to see the necklace now. I need to see this necklace. Yeah. I promise not to post it on social media, but but we do want to see see this necklace. Yeah. Also, props to Mr. Clark for being a good teacher. He'll pause date night to tell a student how to make a sensory deprivation tank. I love Mr. Clark so much. He is the MVP. He he really is, Uh, and is still alive and blissfully ignorant. Yeah, which doesn't usually bode well. No. Uh, Jonathan kicking his ass clearly knocked some sense into Steve, and hopefully this is the last we will see of Tommy and Carol. Yeah, they're terrible. Hopper and so his, terrible. I know. Hopper and his bolt cutters of getting what he wants make a return. You think they <laughs> would have an electric fence around the place? Uh, isn't it just like a bully to go crying to their parent after getting a taste of their own medicine? I hope we don't see Troy's stupid face next season. Yeah. I wonder if the family dog could sense Will the whole time. The last we saw the poor puppy, he was laying on the cot in the castle, and that's where Will was hiding. Uh, He was also barking at the shed when Will first disappeared and reacted before the lights started blinking. Dogs, the best thing ever. Yep, dogs know shit. They can sense shit, and they love you. Okay, but cats do too. They just don't care. They just don't have a cat. They just don't care. They just have a pupper. Cats just don't care. Oh, that's true. They sense the shit. They're like, fuck you. They just don't care. Can I have a treat now? Or just nap. Yeah. Or just, oh, I'm tired. I'm so, oh, I'm so tired. I wouldn't. That's all the feedback we have. All right. I'm 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 really excited. I am too. Uh, yeah. We got one more episode and it's going to be a big one. I forgot how much I love the curiosity door. And don't lock it. Don't, don't keep lock, it locked, don't Mr. Keep Clark. Don't keep it locked, Mr. Clark. <laughs> it's great. Uh, anything else? That's all. I'm just, I'm just excited for the next episode. Me too. It's going to be so good. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.